Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We have another uh, wonderful story to share with you today in our adoption series here on the Coffee Hour. Just delighted to get to share another adoption story with you. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Joining us today are friends Kevin and Sarah Skinner, who have worked with Lutheran Family Service uh, to share their adoption story with us today. Kevin, Sarah, welcome to the Coffee Hour. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about the Skinner family, the little of the history of the Skinner family before your adoption. Who would like to start that off? Sarah, you want to start that off for us? Sure, I can. Um, so um, we've been married 21 years. and we looked into adoption probably 15 years ago and at that time we were looking at an international agency and rather than you know domestic uh within the u.s and we had friends that adopted internationally and had a a great um, experience and so we had gone to an informational meeting about that and it was intriguing our only hold back on that was um the policy of that agency was that if you became pregnant after a match was made, they stopped the adoption at no matter what point it was. So you could have had the match, you could have been having your airline tickets or be ready to go pick up the person at the airport. And if they, if you would have gotten pregnant, they would have ended it. Um, and so we just couldn't do that risk because we knew we'd fall in love right away. And so um, at that time we decided um, to continue to try to pursue some um, medical things. Um, and so uh, we both had different surgeries and it took us about six and a half years um, to get pregnant with our daughter, um, Allison, and she'll be 13 here um, pretty soon. So that's life before adoption. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, anything to add to that story about life before adoption? She summed it up pretty well. You know, we, we, um, you know, we've been together for a long time and, you know, we've, we've had, you know, uh, you know, our struggles with infertility, which led us to go down this road. And, um, and then we kind of got a curveball thrown at us. We were actually, um, taking classes and it was our last, uh, class to get our foster care license to be foster parents. It was, or shortly before that, when we found out that we were pregnant. So yeah, we had actually put a room together and painted it for a potential foster child and didn't know we were pregnant. <laughs> so when did you start then um, thinking about adoption? What was the first step then in, in adoption? You'd mentioned potentially one agency. When did you um, get connected with uh, Lutheran Family Service? Um, well, Probably about five years after Allie was born, we started kicking around the idea of adoption again. And um, so we were kind of silly and had let our foster care license drop. Um, so not only did we start kicking around the uh, idea of using an adoption agency, but we also went and 
redid the 30 hours of training and once again became licensed foster and adoptive parents. So we kind of had uh, a couple different avenues to foster and adopt and then to use a private agency. And um, we, back in 2014, the city of Carroll, Iowa um, held a real fest. Um, it was like an adoption festival where they were just promoting adoption and um, adults that had been adopted as kids were coming and telling their stories and um, they had different musicians here for King and Country came and sang at the soccer grounds at the local high school. Um, and so that really kind of cemented it for us. Um, we've kind of looked at line online at different agencies and it was really funny because at that festival, our pastor was there and Kevin and I were going to get concessions or something. And he was talking to this woman and it was Kim from Lutheran Family Services. And she had asked pastor, you know, we need some adoptive uh, families. Do you know anybody in mind? And here we walked up and he's like, this is who I was telling you about. And um we also had just received our packet in the mail that I had requested online from Lutheran Family Services. And so we were like, okay, God, we, we hear you. Um, and so that just kind of cemented um, what we were going to do and, and ready to move forward. Mm-hmm. What made adoption uh, important for you at this point? Kevin, you want to answer that one? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, we've always looked at it as, um, it, you know, it's something that we've always wanted to do to add to our family. Um, we, we love kids, but ultimately it's something that we're doing for that child, you know, to provide them with a family. Um, you know, we have family members who have, who have been adopted or who have adopted children. Um, and as Christians, Sarah and I both believe, you know, we're adopted by God into his family. And so um, adoption just seemed like when um, when uh, when uh, pregnancy just didn't happen for us again, it just seemed like a natural step. The next step would be, well, let's look into adoption. You know, we both felt like we had love to give to a child, uh, still more love to give. And so we just felt like it was a calling on our hearts to look into adoption. What do you remember about your initial visits with um, Lutheran Family Service? I just want to say it was so comfortable. It wasn't like we had our nervous um, jitters to kind of just, it was just a new um, thing to do, new people to meet. But the environment was so comforting and calming. And we had done some research online, so we kind of knew what to expect a little bit. And um, Jeanette uh, was our our worker, and she was just really compassionate. And what I loved is that it wasn't just, okay, you guys are the adoptive parents, but there's so much focus on the health and well-being of the birth mom and birth dad and 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 also birth mom after the adoption and what is mom gonna go through and how do we take care of her and so i work in the field of social work normally so i like that they had the whole picture um it wasn't just we're here to help you find a a child find a family it was to take care of everybody and so 
um, that's what I really liked. And, um, you know, we're members of our local Lutheran church. And we knew that at that time, um, there was a local office 15 minutes away from us. And so we were just very comfortable. I don't know, Kevin, what do you have to add? I would just, you know, just add to what you said that we had a great worker. She was just really nice, friendly, um, just so easy to talk to. She made it easy. What did what did your daughter think about, uh, or your, your first daughter think about when you started talking about adoption? What did you share with her uh, about uh, considering adoption? Kevin? You know, um, she is just a wonderful little girl. She um, uh, has, she always wanted uh, a sibling or siblings. Um, and so she was very excited about it. It was um, something that we, I think she's also, you know, she's very sensitive and we tried to really be careful in how we talked with her about it so that we didn't get her hopes up, I guess. Um, and, uh, but she, I mean, I think she did really, really well through the whole process. Um, like I said, she was very excited. Um, we kind of held back a little bit sometimes and maybe didn't tell her when, when there were times when, if we knew someone was looking, um, at our adoption book or something like that, because again, we just didn't want her, you know, to get her hopes up too much. Sarah, anything to add to that? Um, I would just say, you know, we, we pulled Allie into making like our profile book, uh, which is what the birth parents were going to look at to see if we were the match for their child. And I remember she was doing art projects and building clay families. And so we were able to like scan those projects or take pictures of them and put those into our profile book to kind of give the family a taste of who Allison was. Um, and uh, like Kevin said, she was very sensitive. And so we were very much aware of, you know, she doesn't still at this time know the times that we got little nibbles where we thought maybe we were going to have a placement and it didn't work. Um, but, uh, it, you know, some of those things fall through. Um, but she is just thrilled and she is a great big sister and she was all for it. I think just the waiting was was really hard. And in that time period, um, we had one foster placement and it was heartbreaking for her to have that little person leave our home. And so um, he, when Andrew came um, with us, I think she was always a little bit nervous about, is this for real this time? And I'll never forget on his, you know, gotcha day or the day we finalized it in the court. I remember, um, sorry, I'm going to get emotional. Um, we left the courthouse and we got out to our car and she just started bawling. And she was just like, he's really ours. And I'm like, yep, he's really ours. And so she's, she's so thrilled. Um, she was, she was 100% with it. And here we are three years later and they're best buds. So. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> they're like a brother and sister. Yeah. As it goes with siblings. <laughs> What has that been like then uh, for the last three years watching your, your kids grow up together? Oh, gosh, it's been amazing. You know, um, uh, they really are um, just like any other brother and sister. You know, it, it, it makes no difference to any of us that um, 
you know, Andrew is an adoptive child. Um, he's, it's as if, it's almost as if he's always been with us. You know what I mean? When you have a kid, it's hard for us too to remember what it was even like before Allison was around. Um, but they are truly brothers and sisters. They have their moments where they're annoying each other, but Allie can be such a good, uh, big sister. Um, uh, they just, they love each other. They really do. They're best buds. What a, what a beautiful story. We need to take a quick break. When we come back from that break, we'll continue our conversation with Kevin and Sarah Skinner sharing their wonderful adoption story right here on the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're talking with the Skinner family. We're talking with Kevin and Sarah Skinner, sharing their wonderful adoption story from Lutheran Family Service and their uh, beautiful story of how their family grew through the wonderful gift of adoption. Um, before we talked uh, in the previous segment, we got to talk a little bit about that that process, uh, the, the first few steps of adoption. How would you describe the process of adoption? What was it like going through all those steps and what was most challenging about that? Sarah? Um, I think the, the process of paperwork um, and making your profile book is super easy. Figuring out how to finance adoption is um, a difficult part. Um, it is expensive, and um, I would just really encourage families looking to adopt to really don't just sit there and think, oh, my goodness, we could never afford it. Look at those agencies. Um, sometimes, you know, like um, Lutheran Family Service has a like a grant program or some type of financial assistance that they can help with. There's other agencies out there that help with different grants. So I would just say, you know, don't get so overwhelmed by that financial burden. You know, um, look into um, ways to to help um, afford it. Kevin and I, we luckily have an awesome local bank. Um, and we were able to, our route that we took was to refire our house, but um, I won't forget that either. That seemed like a God moment. We went in and talked to our loan um, officer and he said, well, you know, I don't think we've ever done an adoption loan before. And he said, you know, tomorrow's Tuesday, we have a manager's meeting and we'll discuss it. And Wednesday morning, we had all the paperwork in our mailbox. So um, we were very fortunate to have a small town uh, bank that really, you know, um, Adam or Andrew is theirs too. You know, it's like, um, it just really worked out well. So, um, what do you think, Kevin? Um, you know, I think the hardest part, the most challenging part was probably just the waiting part of the process where, you know, they would keep us notified if someone, you know, if they were showing our book to someone, 
and maybe we'd get a little nibble and think that, you know, maybe something was going to happen and then it wouldn't happen. Um, just the waiting can be frustrating, but that's something else too, that for anybody that is considering adoption or anybody that's in the middle of it right now, that's, that's trying to adopt, um, just waiting can be tough, but, you know, looking back, it's easy to look back now in hindsight, but we can see that everything worked out exactly the way it was supposed to. God was involved and everything happened just the way it needed to happen. So just being patient. If we could do it again, I don't know. I don't know if we'd be any more patient or not, but, you know, looking back, um, it was certainly tough at the time, but now we realize, you know, the waiting was worth it. What was uh, uh, something that was maybe unexpected for you during this process? Hmm. Unexpected during the process. Well, it wasn't unexpected, but we had so much family support. And I think um, one of the hard parts was, um, I guess, or maybe unexpected was how many nibbles we got, but then didn't, it didn't you know, go through. And so, um, you know, that, that was kind of unexpected how many times like our hopes would be up and then, um, you know, then it wouldn't happen. But like Kevin said, it all worked out the way it was, it was supposed to. Um, and so, you know, but with our family support too, you know, um, we don't always let them in on like, oh, we've got a nibble, you know, um, you know, we're supposed to find out in two or three weeks because, you know, some of that's just a private heartache you kind of have um, as, a, as a couple. And, and so some of those things were unexpected, but um, I don't know, Kev, what do you think? I, I don't know um, if anything was unexpected for me. The way I went into it might have been a little different than, than you, Sarah, because, you know, you're, my wife is like she said she's a social worker and so she's you know and she works with uh, with children and, and parents a lot in, in her role as a social worker and so she sees a lot of this stuff and she's involved she works um, collaborates with people that are involved with foster care and adoption and I, I went into this not having nearly the experience that she has and so I kind of went in obviously I was green I had never done anything like this before and I was I was just waiting to see what was going to happen. So I didn't really know what to expect a lot of times. So I wasn't necessarily surprised by things because I wasn't expecting anything in particular. I didn't know what to expect, you know. Who supported you through this process? You mentioned that you had a lot of uh, cooperation from your, your local small town bank, but who were the other folks who supported you through this process? Um. Well, definitely, first and foremost, our our uh, faith in God. God was with us all the way in this. We can see so many things looking back on just God moments that kind of confirmed for us that we were doing the right thing. Um, our family, our, our church family at our local church, um, friends, both. We have a, we got a pretty wide circle of friends and and we have some of them that have been involved in adoption. They they were very supportive, and even uh, people that we work with that we shared our our story with, coworkers, our employers, they were right there and supported us through the whole thing. 
Anyone else to add to that, Sarah? I think Kevin got it. I think I think that's right. What was unique? Was there anything unique about about this this process for you, uh, especially since you had gone through somewhat of the the process uh, early on? Was there anything that that was unique? Well, we had been on the wait list for almost three years, and I remember that January, Kevin and I sat down and we said, "Hey." okay, if this doesn't happen by June, because I was going to be turning 40, we were like, we're just going to withdraw. You know, it's that's, we're just meant to have a one child family. And we're just going to be, you know, kind of done with the process and accept um, the family that God had given us. And um, towards the end of February, we got an email saying, hey, your profile book doesn't exactly match this family, but I'd like to show it. Would you be willing? And so we said, yeah, sure. Um, Let's do that. And then I think it was maybe the next day we got an email saying, Hey, can you come out to uh, Dubuque this Sunday and um, be interviewed? You and another family are going to be interviewed by this couple. And so we were like, yeah, sure. We can make it work. It was a four hour drive um, one way. And um, we had lots of bonding time. Um, on that drive and on the way home. And, um, so, you know, we left, we felt pretty confident. And that next day, Monday, we got a call. I got a call at like 1230 in the afternoon saying you were chosen. And it was, I just couldn't even believe it. I think I, if I remember right, Kevin, did I call you or did I leave work to go tell you? I can't even remember. I can't remember. Yeah. But I just know I must've yelled or something because my coworker in the room next door came over and was like you were chosen I'm like yeah so um <laughs> anyways um so then um well we met Andrew's birth parents and um 19 days later we had a baby in our arms so yeah wow we were it was wonderful we were able to be there and you know in the hospital with birth mom and uh the birth father and and even some of their family members their extended family just it was just a really neat experience uh to go through that kind of with them to a certain degree and um still have a good uh relationship with with both of andrew's birth parents uh an open relationship and um it's just been great Mm-hmm. What was the the time of frame like from the time you found out that you were chosen to that court date? What was that window of time like for you? Oh, that was like, oh, well, Andrew was born March 24th and his adoption day is December 7th. So we could have finalized in November, which would have been cool because it was, um, you know, it's adoption month. But um the we couldn't get into the cycle for getting a, an appointment so it was december 7th of 2017 and uh that was um it was that was a long wait even though um we knew um that it was going to go through finally having that done was such a relief and um Andrew's birth mom and dad, one of the coolest things they did is she asked us what his name would be. And so she immediately named him Andrew Skinner. So he's been Andrew Skinner from the get go. And the judge was like, Andrew Skinner is now Andrew Skinner. Um, So that was really a cool gift that birth mom kind of gave us and um, was really kind of neat. 
how do you mark those those special days the the, the day he's born the the day that uh, he came into your care and the day that he was uh, officially yours by the uh, from the, the the court date do you mark those with those days with anything special well we always do typical you know birthday stuff and um you know um i what we really try to do is like especially on um birth mom's birthday and um, Mother's Day, things like that. I always try to make sure I make contact with her or we have Andrew color a sign and we take a picture and send it to her. Um, just different things like that. We always try to remember birth mom and dad on all of those different occasions um, because he's such a gift that, that they are sharing with us. And there's no thanks that can ever be enough that we could give them. Hmm. What did you learn in this process, in the adoption process, that you would like our listeners to to learn from your experience today? Kevin? Yeah, I think um, just to pray on, on it, pray on your decisions, trust that once you pray and then you move forward and start making decisions, that God will guide and lead the way. And and that's what he did for us. We just, we took a leap of faith here. And I, and looking back, I think, you know, God, if, if we were going down the wrong path, then that's why things work out the way they, that, that they did. He either opened the door or he shut it. Um, so just pray and then be patient, like I said before. And, um, and just, um, uh, you know, like, like Sarah just mentioned how wonderful the birth parents were, the gift that they gave us just to remember them too. And that, um, that they're making a wonderful choice to adopt and, and, and to give a child a chance at life and try to be compassionate towards them. And it's not an easy decision at all. We can speak from experience and seeing, um, and getting to know, uh, the birth parents that it's not an easy decision to make. Um, you know, it, it was such a tough time while we were being so happy about it. Um, it was a time of grief for them too. Um, and just be compassionate towards the birth parents. Sarah, anything to add to that? Um, I would just say that just know that your capacity to love someone is going to exceed your wildest expectations. <laughs> What a beautiful story. Thank you so much to the Skinner family for sharing their uh, their adoption story, their beautiful adoption story with Lutheran Family Service. Kevin and Sarah, thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.